Amen. And today, as we continue on one of the mini-series of the overarch of um, becoming a defiant disciple, we're going to continue to talk about overflowing honor. And I don't know about you, but I've learned, I've been learning so much. I've learned to honor people that does not honor me. I've learned about family honored. I've learned that honor is horizontal, it's vertical and horizontal as well. And maybe you are here and you have walked with us throughout this series and maybe some questions have stirred in your heart or some things from the past that's just stirring in your heart and you're like, I want somebody to talk with or here's some idea on how we can come along you. Please, there's a number that's gonna come up right now. Please write this number down. Send us any questions that you have, any ideas on how we can come alongside you. We want to be of a help to you, amen? Amen. As we start out today, we uh, will do something that we do every Sunday. We'll pray for a church friend. And today we're going to pray for Pastor Joey from Suns Joey Chan from Sunset Church. Help me to lift up his family and his and their church. Amen. Father, we thank you so much, God, for Sunset Church, God. We thank you for Pastor Chan and his wife, God, and we ask, God, that you would be with them in today and always, God, that you would be with his family, God, and we ask that you would come, God, like a tidal wave of blessing, God, over Sunset Church. Bless the work in their hands. And Father, as we prepare our hearts today to receive your message, God, we ask, God, that we would be inspired to be more like you, God, we want to be people of love. We want to have a generous heart, God. We want to overflow with honor, Father. Help us to honor. Help us to understand. Help us to cultivate, to overflow, God, with honor, God. And God, help us to love the least, the last, and the lost today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. And as I said before, we've talked about so many different ways that we can honor, that, that God honors us. And today we're going to talk about honor to the least of these. Amen. If you can open your Bibles to Luke 10 verses 25 to 37, we're going to be walking through and reading through the story of the Good Samaritan, the parable of the Good Samaritan. I'm going to give you a little time. But I know that maybe some of you have heard that story, or maybe you have heard of the statement, Good Samaritan. And today we're going to dive in in this story together. Who's ready? Amen. You got your Bibles with you? You got the Bibles with you? All right. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Luke 10, verses 25, 30, and 37, it reads, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. He said, teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit its eternal life? What's written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied with a story. And he said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him off his clothes, beat him and, beat him and, wait, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place, he saw him, he passed by on the other side. 
But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring an oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, a hotel, a place there, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii, the money at the time, and gave them to, an, to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for the extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robbers? The expert in law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Amen. Who, who here knows what, what boat this is? We're going to put a picture up. Oh, you guys gave it away. <laughs> this was not planned, I swear. Uh, or maybe... It's on. Yeah? Can you hear me? All right. All right. Or maybe here, this, this song here, this sound here. We're ready, Frank? Everybody here with the loved one, just putting their hands next to them. I'm going to do a little bit of the Celine Dion impersonation. Every night in my dreams. Everybody knows the beautiful romantic story of Rose and Jack, right? Of the sink, the unsinkable ship, ship that sailed away and it sinked. <laughs> Here, let me see this. And when, um, so the Titanic had so many features and um, on the, the year of 1914, about over, over 100 years ago, the Titanic uh, took, took sail. And they said that it was, you know, not even God could have sink the ship because it had so many features that nobody had known, you know, had before. And on that day, about 2,224 people boarded that ship. And they, but only, they only had lifeboats for only half, about 1,200 people that were there. And the reason why they didn't have a boat for everybody was because they said that it would look too busy on the, on the place there. So they were like, you know what? This is not going to sink. We're just going to put lifeboats for only half of the people. But what nobody knows was that inside that very ship, that boat, um, was a man of name John Harper. John Harper was a preacher, a pastor, 39-year-old, who was coming from London on the way to, to Chicago because he was going to preach at a church there, the D.L. Moody Church, a really well-known church because of the evangelist D.L. Moody. And John had his little girl, he's six-year-old, her name was Annie, and he boarded the, the, the Titanic with his sister and his little girl. And people in Chicago were, wait, were waiting for his arrival to come. But all of a sudden, we know how the story ended. The Titanic hit an iceberg and it began to sink. 
So we see it in the movies. Hollywood tells us that people really quickly, they got their life vests on and they're fighting for their lives because there were no, and it was, there was not enough lifeboats for everybody on the Titanic. But quickly, John, he is given a life vest, but he gives it away. And his answer was, you need it more than I do. So why, why would somebody that has a six-year-old, and you know what, I forgot to tell you something about John, his wife had passed away giving birth to his six-year-old. So he had, she was the only person for him. But soon the ship begins to just sink and John is going from, you know, people to people as they're fighting for their lives. And he's telling them, hey, give your life to Christ and you shall be saved. Give your life to Christ and you shall be saved. So while people were trying to save themselves, this man is trying to save people to Christ because John understood the cost and he understood what he had inside of him and it was worth it. So on one day in Canada, Ontario, uh, they used to do this meetings, right, for the survivals of the Titanic. This man stood tall in front of the gathering and he said, I was John's Harper last convert. And he's then telling the story how John had come to him and he pleaded. He said, hey, give your life to Christ and you shall be saved. And at first he said, no. But John, again, he said, please give your life to Christ and you shall be saved. And so the man said, yes, as he watched John slip through his watery grave. And before the Titanic took sails, they had three classes, first, second, and third. But the day after this horrible tragic, the management office of the Titanic put on a sign outside that said, known to be lost and known to be saved. And in the same thing that we look in the story of John, John understood who his neighbor was. And we look in the story of the Samaritan and we see that this expert of law is trying to justify himself of who is my neighbor? Back then, the Jewish people did not get along with the Samaritans. And that is why Jesus is telling the story the way he is telling the story, because he's telling this man that his neighbor is people that he doesn't like as part of his neighbor, that people next to us is our neighbor, that our family member, our friends are our neighbors, that people that we walk around the streets and we see their need day after day, those are our neighbors. So that is what Jesus is telling that guy as he is trying to, you know, just get away with it. He's like, no, 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 no. Who do you think was the neighbor to this man? He said, he couldn't even say the Samaritan. He said, the one who had mercy on him. All right, so we're going to take a time right now. Here at our church, we love to do these moments we call Selah, which really means just to pause and really, you know, let the word of God sink in our hearts. And the question I have for you today is, Do you have anyone around you who's in need of your life vest? Find a couple people next to you and let's just talk amongst ourselves, amen? Much need around us. And numbers have recently exploded. And um, I've done some studies here that I wanna just inform you of. 
And um, studies shows that homelessness jumped by 35% between the year of 2019 and 2022 in the Bay Area, with an estimated of 25,000 people who inject drugs in our city, visible public drug use to, due to the more than 8,000 San Franciscans living without a stable housing in an ongoing and rising overdose crisis. Our team every Sunday morning, they go out on these streets and they see it day after day, just the, the, the necessity that, you know, we're in need of. And I ask that you would be praying for them. Just a couple weeks ago, they encountered this man of name, he was, his name's Steve. And Steve accepted Jesus for the first time. And it was just such a beautiful just transformation and encounter. There's people on the streets asking, hey, can you write down how I can pray? So there's need. And if you want to be a part of that, you can talk to Bruno. Bruno's right here. And he goes every single Sunday. You can join in the team. Amen. Almost, we have almost about 8 million people in the world and 2.3 or 30.9% adhere to Christian faith. According to the PEW research, one in five people in the Bay Area are non-believers. Just in California alone, we have 56,000 children in foster care. You see, the executive director of the Slavic Community Center in Sacramento said that we have as many as 10,000 refugees since the war in Ukraine has broken, has started. You know, mental health in California, one out of six people are in mental crisis. Just a few Sundays ago, I spoke with a teacher here from our church who was telling me about all the kids in the school from the years of 11 to 13 years old who are harming themselves. There's so many need. SF Chronicle call it COVID orphans, just a used term to, to talk about the children who have lost their caregiver. And 70% of their, that is 13 and younger. There's just so much need. There's so many people around us just in need of a life vest. And that was Jesus's heart. Jesus's heart was for the last, for the least, for the lost. And we see it over and over in the Bible, how he talked to that Samaritan woman at the well where nobody looked at her and, and just saw her situation. And she was only, you know, for the things that she had done, Jesus stopped and talked to her and saw her and talk to her about this living water. And then again and again, we see the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus was on his way. He was busy, but he stopped. And as she touched him, he's like, power has gone out of me. And he touches and he, he just stops to hear her. We see it, the guy with a withered hand who was healed in a Sabbath. Jesus made time for that while the Pharisees, the religious people at that time was looking at him like, is he going to really do that on a Sabbath? <laughs> see, Jesus always stopped. Jesus made time, even for us too. How many times we've been lost and last and least, and Jesus stops for us. There's a quote by John Bevere from his book, Honor's Reward. And he says, Jesus wasn't seeking his own honor, but rather modeling the honor principle to the ones he was sent to. The people everyone avoided was the people that Jesus draw closer to. 
he drew closer to. See, Jesus' friends were tax collectors, prostitutes, the fishermen, people who had sickness that no one, no one wanted to be close to. He was there. His heart broke for the least, the last, and the lost. And as we continue today, if you can turn your Bibles to Matthew 25, 40, this is what it says. The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who, has, who, who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not close me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or in needing of clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. As we pause again, let's just talk amongst ourselves. Another Selah point. How is God moving your heart and reaching out to the least, the last, and the lost? Let's talk amongst ourselves. Church, there's so much spiritual bankruptcy around us. Yes, spiritual bankruptcy. And what Jesus did, he saw people for their potential, not for their physical appearance, not for their current situation, but he made time. He made time to see people. He made time to listen. He stopped and listened to their need. There are people around us just in need of to be seen and heard. Jesus, he brought life. He knew he was a blessing. Therefore, he brought life to the people. Did you know that you carry life inside of you? We carry life inside of us. And Jesus knew who he was and whose he was. And he carried life to the people around him. He made time to do that. He wasn't inconvenient to do that. You know, church, we could be the very answer to somebody else's prayer. And you know what? Everything that Jesus did wasn't to benefit him. Everything that Jesus did wasn't to be seen. You know, he just did it. And there's such a big difference between fake humility and honor. There is such a big difference in everything that Jesus did was not to benefit him. It was not to be known, was not to just... Hey, look what I'm doing over here. And I, I, I imagine sometimes all the things that he did that we don't even know about, you know? And um, that is just the true thing. It's just understanding that difference of fake humility versus honoring. And Matthew 6, 3 says, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. See, no, no one will know what John Harper did. Very few people will talk about this. Very few people even know about this. Hollywood doesn't even talk about it. So him just giving his life away for the least, the last, and the lost. Very few people will know about it. But I just keep thinking of John's reward in heaven. You know how that will be. And today we have a video to show you. And what I love about this video, and it's this guy named Adam. 
as the person that is doing this to Adam, he, you, you can't see, we don't know who he is. Um, watch this video with us today. This isn't your bike? Do you need a bike? I don't want to take something that's not mine. Right, right. What's your name? I was seeing the first person to be honest, and I want to gift this brand new bike to you today. Really? Yeah, it's for you. You serious? Yeah, check it out. I wanted to reward someone's honesty today. I am honest. I'm a Christian. This is okay. We're cool. I oh, can babe, see you're clearly now. Yeah, you're awesome, man. This is for you, Adam. Open your eyes. This is for you. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> no way. I go to motel. I'll take you to one and pay for it so you can save the money. And I want to try and help you get off the streets. God loves you so much, and we're going to see your life be fully restored. Praise God. Church, our purpose is people. To live a life of purpose is to honor one another. See, the point is, all who God loves, we love. All who God embraces, we embrace. When God erases the lines of who's in and who is out, so do we. And then it's our job to tell everyone about the kingdom without lines. Just um, a few months ago, I picked up Isaac from school. And we do a shortcut usually to go home. And there was a McDonald's right um, there on the way to our house. And he sees this woman and this and her son really there just asking, you know, for help. And Isaac immediately says, Mama, we got to take them to our house right now. And I say, Isaac, I mean, there's, you know, not much space. And he goes, yes, there is. I can share my room with him. And you know what? They can live with us. They need help. And oh, I was struck in my heart and I said, okay, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to McDonald's. We're going to get them a meal and we're going to get a gift card so they can have food, you know, more food. Um, and he goes, okay. He wasn't his first plan. But so, and I said, okay, Isaac, here's the thing. You got money too. I'm going to give a little bit of my money and you're going to give a little bit of your money, okay? He goes, okay. He was excited about that. And little boy, he saves money. He's like, this. and um, and he, uh, we go and we get the food and we go talk to them and um, we stopped to hear their story. And she was telling me how her husband had gotten deported and she had three kids that she had to take care of them and she couldn't work because they were so little and she didn't have the means to leave them with somebody. So therefore, we made time for them. We're listening and we prayed over them and we go home. And Isaac remembered to give me the money. As soon as we got home, he went to his little pick, like a little wallet and he gives me the exact amount that he talked about. And I'm like, wow, God, that's so beautiful. And then a few months later, I'm driving with Bruno, my husband, and we, I see her. And I'm like, okay, that's the woman. But she had another story. And I'm like, what? How dare did she take money from my child like that? What? And I'm telling Bruno and then the Holy Spirit literally in Bruno. <laughs> they were like, hey, whatever you do to the least of these, you do it to me. So it's not about the people that lie to us. It's not about us. It's about God. It's not about the people on the streets. It's about doing it to God and understanding what he has called you and I to do and be light to this world and bring blessings to this world. Amen. In church, 1 Samuel says, in 1 Samuel 2.20 says, those who honor will I honor. So remember that. And before we finish up today, worship team, you can come back up. 
There are three principles of life. Literally three people that we need to have in our lives. Number one, we need people to mentor us. People who have been where we want to be or people to guide us. Christian mentors to walk with us. This is not your friends. (laughs) These are people that will pray over you and just really point you to Christ. We need people that we can help. People that are around us that needs help. And we need people to have life with our friends, our family. So remember that. And as we close today, I wanna close out with a beautiful uh, quote by Mother Teresa. She says, I can do all things, I, I can do things you cannot. You can do things I cannot. And together we can do great things. The people that I may have access to is different than the people that you may have access to. And I just want to encourage you to pray and ask God who's around you that is in need of a life vest. Maybe we go to work and we don't just, we're so busy with our day to day that there are people screaming, I need help and we let them pass by. But maybe you are here and you have been giving a life vest away. You have been praying for this, for somebody. You have been fasting and praying and trying to help, but you are on the verge of losing hope. And maybe you are sitting here today and you're like, I need a life vest. My life is just so, I'm so broken and scattered. And can somebody just help me today? I would love to just, if we could all stand up for a little bit. And I wanna pray for you now, but I just really want to encourage you. If God has spoken to you in anything that we talked about today, If he's stirring your heart, I would love for you to go to the back and receive prayer. We would love to partner with you, praying for that person that you're praying to. We would love to partner with you if you're here and you're wanting to give a life vest away, or maybe if you're here and you're losing hope. Don't leave today without receiving that prayer. Amen, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the power of your word that is able to penetrate our hearts, God. God, and we ask that we would never be the same after hearing your heart today, Jesus, that we would be rem- that we re- would remember, God, tomorrow of who you are, that we would remember on Tuesday of who you are, that we would remember on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday of who you are, that we would walk, God, knowing that our purpose is people God let our hearts break for what breaks yours father in Jesus name we pray amen and amen doing this this last song thank you for listening to the EXP podcast we would love to know how we can serve and resource you on your faith journey we really do want to help you can connect with us at exp.church forward slash connect and get in touch by emailing us at info at exp.church and we will email you back we'd love to serve you